This is Cooney from the Great Frozen North, and you're listening to the Training Dummies. With Rob. I wanted to storm Ice Crown Citadel, but I could never get a group together. And Daryl. If only flexible reading had existed back then. <laughs> that sounds more like a classic WoW uh, <laughs> intro there. But, uh, greetings and welcome to episode 237 of the Training Dummies. It's March 21st, 2019. I'm Rob, and uh, it's good to be back. Even though Daryl's getting ready to leave again, we're back. How you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing good. Two more sleeps till Mexico. I'm excited to this winter. I can't wait. It's been too long. Two more sleeps till Mexico. Sounds like the uh, the B-side album. Two sleeps oh. till Mexico. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> so tonight we have a very special guest after a very special announcement today. Can we get a warm training dummies welcome for all the way from uh, also from the Great White North for Mr. Sleepbag? Salute! Good to have you back, man. It's been a, it's been a minute, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Yeah, I want I want to say when we were talking about it in your chat, I looked it up and it was like it had to have been like at least three years ago, maybe more. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy how time flies. Like legit, you hear that all the time, but it, like it's 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 a saying for a reason. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but when you go and look at the numbers, I mean. Like on a personal note, I mean, my my daughter's thirteen, and I have a, my uh, it's just all this weird. Like you know, you just turn around, and all of a sudden, your kids are almost old enough to drive, and you're like, "The heck's going on here?" My kid is like one month away from being old enough to drive, like literally one month away. So yeah, I know it's yeah. been yikes. I do not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a it's another conversation for another podcast, but why don't we talk a little bit about, uh, if folks don't know who you are, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Uh, I know you've, you've moved over to more variety streaming, but why don't you tell us about what you're, what you're up to and, uh, in gaming and Blizzard games. And- uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been, I've been playing this, like a few people, more few and far between these days, but since day one classic, you know, for actually a bit into classic, but been there since the start pretty much. And, uh, I've been, you know, all over the place with WoW, always being on top of WoW, streaming WoW, and uh, lately more and more involved with Blizzard as well, you know, getting some streaming in for BlizzCon and the MDI, as you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, a very, um, prominent is not the wrong word because I don't want to toot my horn, but, you know, very a very involved community member with WoW and, and Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you've been around for, for quite a while now with the, and, and keeping the, Keeping the community going with the with the Twitch with the Twitch stuff, and now with the with the you know being a caster on MDI, it's kind of I don't know. It's got I feel like it's it's good for the community to have to have solid positive folks out there too, like you. So I appreciate what you're doing. I think so, especially with the kind of well outrage culture we get today, frequently yeah. on social media and gaming. Yeah, I like how uh, I like how you know when when somebody comes in and asks you a question, you, it's usually just a pretty even keel answer. You know, there's there's no reason to get like too like over overly emotional about something just because you don't like it. You know, there's there's tunings and stuff going on all the time. There's no reason to get like you know butthurt about portals or you know any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. well, well, let's see here. Right, we can just get into it, right? Because I know it's it's getting a little bit late there for you, and we don't want to. We don't want to spin our wheels too much. Daryl, do you have any other, like, opening, maybe? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we can uh, jump in right away. 
try the old yawn, put your arm around him, maneuver before we <laughs> before we get into it. <laughs> right. Uh, we can jump in here right away. But uh, if you have any questions or comments or just want to find out what we're doing, we're active on Twitter at Training Dummies. Rob is at Rob Copeland. I'm myself, Daryl, is at Daryl underscore TTD. Also, if you like the show and want to support us, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash training dummies. No obligation, of course. We're just happy that you listen. Well, t- let's, uh, before we get into MDI stuff, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about the, uh, the Battle of Desire lore and your mythic progression there, because I, I definitely followed you and, uh, and Jack during that. So how, how do you feel about uh, the current raid content as a, as a whole? Do you think like they rolled it out pretty good? Does it feel solid? Uh, it, it feels okay. Um, I think, I mean, well, I guess just with focus of BOD here, since this is the, you know, the recent one, I think, mm-hmm. I think it had some solid rating counter ideas, so to speak, and, and mechanics, but I think it was a huge misstep with tuning, um, both like, you know, within the wings or triplets of bosses, uh, mm-hmm. but also just the, the rate as a whole. I mean, it was just, you know, you had... It kind of reminded me a bit about T- a, a bit of TOS in in Legion. You had, you know, all of a sudden like Conclave, which was a joke compared to Opulence, and Grong, which is the, by far the hardest of the first three bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then aside that, you know, the first eight bosses, you know, for any more hardcore or hardcore-ish Mythic Progression Guild, it was quite obvious that the first eight bosses were an absolute joke compared to well, just Jaina at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just super reminiscent of, to a certain extent, TOS. I mean, TOS, not as much because Avatar was quite tough in TOS too, but it reminds me of like Firelands back in, you know, uh, Cataclysm. Firelands mm-hmm. was just the first six bosses were joking, then Rag was just this huge wall for all the guilds. So, um, so I think that was really the biggest misstep and quite disappointing. Uh, I mean, you know, from the outside perspective, it might be kind of fun to see, like, you load up Radar.io and it's like, oh my god, there's like 40 guilds on Jaina right now. But that's not good. That's not fun, right? You don't really have a yeah. lot to mm-hmm. distinguish and separate the guilds from each other when it just comes down to who can throw it at one boss. It's not really fun as a, like, as a viewer either, though, right? Like, you know, like you, it felt like it came out and next thing you know, like, everybody's on Jaina. Like, that's... And with with the way the method streamed it this this tier, it was kind of it was it was a little I don't know. Everybody steamrolled the whole thing. We got to the end and then just sat there and waited to see who killed Jaina first. That's that's not super compelling either, you know. Yeah, just so. the, the boss kills like had a, a substantial except for Jaina had a substantial lack of like meaning and impact when you mm-hmm. killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more or was more of a meme and and. And crappy if you kind of fell behind and didn't kill it as fast as was expected because all the mm-hmm. other herd is killing it. That doesn't feel very good, you know? Like, I understand the first two, three bosses are meant to fall over, but the ones after that should be a challenge, like a, a substantial, start, start to be a substantial challenge. Like, we shouldn't be killing mid-dungeon, ra- uh, mid-raid bosses within, like, an hour. That doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Right. Yeah. What was uh, what was your favorite fight in this in this tier? Uh, ooh. You guys got hung up a little bit on Mechatork, right? Was that was that? Yeah, just Mechatork. A... We actually did okay on Mechatork in the end. Our hang up was, uh, well, outside of Jaina itself, uh, probably st- even again, even though it wasn't you know the hardest fight in the world. Like we we took longer, definitely longer than needed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite fight? That's uh, I don't know. Actually, kind of enjoy, at least from a tanky perspective, I enjoyed Rastakhan just because I was you know the the tank on the side with Rastakhan surviving by themselves and. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Jaina was okay. Like, I don't think it was a mm-hmm. bad fight. I, I think it's, I think it's 
notorious and easy for the public to always hate on whatever the last fight was because everyone's sick of seeing it. Every, you know, everyone's streaming it now, yeah. hundreds yeah. of attempts on it. So whenever you mentioned the last boss of the most recent tier, it's like, oh, I hate that fight. I hate that. But overall, I don't think Jane was really a very bad fight at all. Like, you know, it had a, it's it had all the usual elements that you expect of a last boss. You know, random ability queuing, a bit of RNG, uh, ridiculous tuning. I think it was pretty solid for a last boss. Um, I suppose the only disappointment really was the lack of lore associated with her kill, in my opinion, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a little like the. I mean, I guess it makes sense that she she ports out at five percent, but yeah, you're kind of the. There was a lot of story build up to that point, and for the horde side, you know, your quest was to go in and kill Jaina, and you do that, and and it's, yeah, it was. I I like the fight. The fight's good, but the uh, it was, seemed a little anticlimactic for her to just peace out like that. I guess I don't know. Yeah, with no, I mean, there was just so much opportunity for linking some kind of. I mean, if they obviously, like to a certain extent, they have to continue the you know horde versus alliance, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. they even could have started tying it into. I mean, how how crazy and badass would it have been if there was some kind of you know inter the fight somehow gets interrupted at the end by you know some Il uh, Ilganoth, um, or some uh, Enzoth or Shara mm -hmm. presence, right? Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. been insane because I mean that's kind of obviously where we're going. Like we all mm -hmm. know that by now. So yeah. it would have been, in my opinion, a really nice leeway into it. But I don't know, bit of a wasted opportunity, but. Yeah, okay. that would have been that would have been great yeah. to have Jaina like have to leave because because something happened and you know yeah like right. Zah shut up or you know some sort of old god intervention like, and yeah. she was forced forced to leave that would have been that, that, that would have been, been crazier awesome. rather than just, yeah. just like she's like I'm bored see you guys later <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> thanks yeah. thanks for the ten yeah. minute fight you're like okay yeah you're kidding yeah. Uh, what what was I, your I, least favorite fight ooh um, probably Jade Fire. Um, which I mean, in itself was pretty simple. It was over and done with quick. I, it was just, you know, I didn't like the whole, I wasn't a fan of, I mean, I appreciate that Blizzard tried to keep true to like, you know, you're, you're in the Zara lore, you're in mm -hmm. the great seal, but it was mm -hmm. just so weird to like, I appreciate when they build boss rooms around boss encounters, whereas this one, they did it the other way around, right? Because they had to do it in some like random area of the temple to mm -hmm. stay true to the temple so they it was just such like an awkward weird spot to fight in and i guess i appreciate what they did with the fight but it was just i don't know it was kind of weird um stormwall is also definitely up there i don't know stormwall it was just uh, what was that fight in tos where where you go desolate host right um oh yeah it had desolate host written all over it for me in terms of like three or four consecutive tests both heroic and mythic and all of them were an absolute disaster like mm -hmm. it just you mm -hmm. know never like you never you know usually when you do ptr testing you get some kind of sense of where the fight is going how mm -hmm. the developer is looking at it what you're meant to do mechanically but this is just a fight that just never came together just like desolate host um mm -hmm. and it's it's a shame and you could tell i mean it was just bugged and then they fixed it and so on and so on so that one's up there too or down there i suppose yeah. Yeah, that one was. I mean, we we haven't even hit it on heroic yet, but I know that one was kind of a, a bit of a turd to just get through with a pretty casual group from that we run with. So, yeah, a bit of pain in the ass. How would you rate the raid like overall then? Because there's a lot of people kind of praising this tier as a really good tier and as one of the, uh, I guess one of the, the pendulum swinging back into positivity for. For BFA is that people seem to like this this uh, this raid tier a lot. How would how would you rank it overall? Um, I mean, 
if I'm to add the disclaimer that I'm I'm a harsh critic with rating and one of my biggest beefs is always their difficulty curve, I think mm-hmm. it was quite a failure in that regard beyond some mm-hmm. other raids. But I think overall, if you're just kind of, you know, taking the raid a bit more casually, semi-hardcore, maybe just doing heroic, whatever, it is a good raid. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to just blow through it, you're a bit more oblivious to the fact of um, how kind of poor the, the difficulty curve was. But... Um, so, I, I mean, you know, we started the show with, you know, what do you think of the raid? And I, I stick by it. Like, I think some of the mechanics are cool and interesting for sure. Um, mm-hmm. They seem to really love the whole theme of split the raid in two. Like, you know, you have Rastakhan, you have um, Opulence, you have yeah. uh, Blockade. To a certain extent, you have Jaina. Like, you'll see in the transition phase, you got to... Or, I, sorry, in Mythic, at least. Like, you send one group one way, one group the other way. So, they kind of went mm-hmm. with this theme of, you know, like, let's split the raid. Um, which in itself is a bit of a pain in the butt when you have only one class that exclusively brings like a really powerful debuff like dhs and monks you know for physical and, and magic debuffs oh so, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you split like you have one dh in the group and you have to split you're like well one side screwed now for magic so mm-hmm. um yeah because that's five yeah. percent right yeah exactly yeah um, that's a big deal yeah overall i thought it was pretty good um just the difficulty curve and i don't know I, I say that a lot but maybe it's just something that they don't see eye to eye with but it just seems weird to me to it, it's kind of hard because it's the whole argument of, you know, who who is the important audience here, right? Are they listening to some guys who are, you know, maybe want to think a bit more casual, you know, only raid two, three nights a week, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or are they listening to the hardcore crowd? Because it's kind of weird to have, you know, the release and, and ridiculous preparation with the neck and uh, Azrite, um, uh, the Titan Residuum, rather, um, mm-hmm. and then to have this five-month wait prep be done in, like, five days. Mm-hmm. And the worst of it, the worst of it isn't even the five days thing is that of those five days four and a half were on jane that kind of thing you know yeah mm-hmm. um, exactly. I, I know it was a bit i know it was a bit longer obviously than five days but just just to kind of drive the point home um so that's really the concern i have and then the answer to that well in my opinion is that both parties should be listened to you have the more casual people you guys have normal and heroic i mean mm. mythic is meant to be the best of the best right it's meant to be the elite difficulty that you prep for and is difficult so it's just i don't know it's just, it's a bit lame in that sense, that's all. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's the whole point of having the mythic the mythic difficulty is to cater to the, the folks that want to do the, you know, the, the top of the top. And so I don't understand why we can't, that can't be tuned accordingly, right? You can, you, you, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like you should have, everybody should have been eight of nine within a day or two. Yeah, but, no. Yeah. Yeah, but overall it was, it was a solid raid. Like it was okay. Can't say yeah. it's the most memorable raid I've ever had, but yeah, it's it definitely some cool new mechanics. Do you feel like at a certain point, it you know, the, after this many encounters over or this many expansions, is it hard not to still be creative and original with these fights, or is, are we limited by just the 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 format of the game? Or, um, I mean, I I think to a certain extent you can't. There, there's always going to be some basic aspects of fights that are just skeletons of them, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, one of the memes that went around after Tomb of Sargeras was, you know, the whole like so, soak, 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 you know, soak Armageddon, soak meteors, group soak mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, and like I get it. They mm-hmm. they maybe did it a bit too much in that instance. Just like maybe in this instance, there's some people like we just mentioned. Like, why is every fight a split fight? Split here, split team, right, split yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is some of these things are just basic, right? I mean, you can't complain like, oh, my God, an- another fight where, like, you can't stand in something bad on the ground. It's like that's just, like, a basic mechanic in World of yeah. Warcraft. So mm-hmm. to a certain extent, 
you know, a lot of the mechanics that come out aren't necessarily brand new, unique mechanics, rather some kind of combination of old and new, uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it may be. Sometimes they're brand new, but oftentimes it's, you know, you can't make these encounters without some of the basics. And these days, some of the basics do include, just because, as you're saying, like that compendium keeps building, you do have things like soak the meteor, otherwise it hits the group, get out of mm -hmm. fire on the ground. You know, there's, there's only so many things they could do, but... Um, but, you know, they continue to surprise. I mean, like the Jaina stuff. Yeah, we kind of saw a version of the Jaina stuff for the first time ever in Dark Phase Kill Jaden. And it was actually uh -huh. really cool, that phase. Um, and then they took it to the next level with Jaina. So. And even Jaina itself with some really cool new mechanics and just even visuals with her, you know, big growing Frost Nova at the end of Phase 2 to Phase 3, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you're you're saying all this stuff that I'm kind of thinking. I really like the the visuals and the Jaina fight, and even though it, the not all the mechanics are new, it feels new, I guess. Like, you know, being on the boat and being out in the middle of the ocean, it's a bit of an illusion to to take some of the mechanics that we're familiar with and kind of freshen them up and make them look and feel new. I, the Jaina fight has been, I don't know, probably one of my favorite ones this tier as as a super casual raider. Though, so, Daryl, what do you? What's your what? Uh, what's your favorite? Yeah, I'd go with Jaina. It was, you know, there's the three three phases there, and it was it was fun. Like they were all, they were all different. The the phases and that last one is just hectic. It's just it just felt hectic, but it was still fun, even though like we had a one and a half percent wipe and it like oh heartbreaking, but it was still you know it was still fun because you knew you were there, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one definitely. Well, I think we could probably move on from the uh, from the raid talk and get into a little bit of MDI stuff here. Daryl, do you have any other uh, any raid questions? No, the raid. No, I don't think so. We move on. So it was officially uh, officially announced today the uh, the panel, the caster panel for this next. It was at the spring season of the Mythic Dungeon Invitational, and our Mister Slude here was announced as a return as a return host caster. Uh, congratulations on that. I. I mean, I kind of, we all kind of assumed, but it's nice that it's a, uh, it's official and it's out there now. Are you, are you excited to, uh, to get back behind the desk again and, and get your, uh, your suit and tie and makeup all done and all that good stuff? <laughs> I can't wait to be <laughs> basered like a turkey, but, um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of, you know, on stream too. It was just, it's kind of obvious because it's like, Slute, you know, why, why, why are you and Jack like not competing? What's going on? Right uh -huh. now? Like, well, you know, I hate him. Plus. I don't know. Um, so it's kind of obvious, but you know, we gotta be respectful. And once it's officially announced, don't say anything till then. So I'm definitely, you know, really yeah. hyped about it. And actually it's, it, it is now known as the Mythic Dungeon International. International. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. okay. 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 Um, because they, they, I mean, they figured it it's not really an invitation anymore. It's involving the whole world and it's, you know, yeah, for money and stuff enough. like that. So they have to change the name a bit, but, right. um, but yeah, no, definitely excited. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the kind of the, the way they reshaped the cups and made it more of like a, a season work towards it thing. So I think mm -hmm. it should spice things up a fair bit. And the, the rules have loosened a bit with, you know, comp swapping between games. You can swap one per game now rather than one per series. And it mm -hmm. should be, it should be a good time. It should be a good time. We've got some new guys on the desk too. Yeah, do you feel like the mythic mythic plus in general has been good for uh, has been good for Warcraft? Um, I mean, I've said this on stream a few times. I think M plus is pr arguably one of, if not the best system they've added, ever added to this game. Like it was very very needed. Um, yeah. It was an arguably perfect solution to the whole like here's these eight awesome dungeons that you'll do for a week and never see again for the rest of the expansion. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. um, 
So it was like at its core, really, really good idea. It was great. Um, but I do feel like if I'm to be a bit critical about it, um, which I think is important to grow, like you guys mentioned earlier, like, you know, there's a difference between giving appropriate criticism and critical feedback and then just kind of, you know, bitching and whining and yeah, hating yeah. everything. And I do think it's important to be critical about a bit about M plus because it's, I feel like it's a very much untapped gold mine that they're not like it was successful at the start and they're not really babysitting and taking care of and growing very well at times, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, because if you're not interested in a competing for the MDI or B, just love of pushing keys and whatever, uh, mm. at whatever level you are, there's really not much in it for you. And I think you'd be shocked okay. how many people aren't really interested in it at that level, right? They just kind of want to get their 10 done and they're done for the week. Mm -hmm. It's not very efficient for gear farming uh, for the most part. It's not, obviously for AP, it's not efficient. And mm -hmm. I think it's just a huge untapped potential for things like you should get scaling AP, the more difficult dungeon. Where are mm -hmm. all the transmogs? Where are all the pets? Where are all the mounts? Where are all the achievements? They even oh, set like up when it was a challenge mode, right? When right, right. Originally, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and what? You know, I, they even set it up in a, a seasonal structure now. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's screaming to just have some kind of titles and mm -hmm. words associated mm -hmm. with yeah. the season. We just finished the season. What's the point of even calling it a season, right? Like, I don't get it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely my criticism. That's honestly what I felt since... They introduced it like day one Legion. And I remember even talking to Watcher about it. And he's like, well, you know, just like one step at a time. It's a brand new system. Let's see how it settles. And I was like, that's totally cool and fair. I understand. And then it settled. Mm -hmm. It was a huge success. Then the mm -hmm. MPI started rolling around. And even now it's just not, you know, it takes so long. Oops, excuse me. It takes so long for some of the, the dungeon balance to go through. Um, mm -hmm. Some of it, of course, is class balanced. You can't really blame the MDI or the, the M plus design for that. But right. there's just so many things that take so long, such a turnaround and so many people that just don't. I mean, I see it all day because I, I stream, right? This is what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. So I see community, my community, different communities all the time, things on social media, just people just they, they don't feel compelled to run this content. It feels more like a chore because they need to get their chest for the week or try to yeah. farm a bit of gear for a raid when they don't want to because there's mm -hmm. no compelling reason for them to run it outside of just trying to push their you know third-party Raider IO score, which is just not really satisfying to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I know even games like Heroes of the Storm have have these uh, you know these seasonal rewards where you know they'll it's a mount or you know like like you were saying with the challenge modes you would go through and earn the 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 transmog stuff and everything i don't i it seems that seems like pretty low-hanging fruit in order to to entice people to get in and you, you you put a mount or a pet or an appearance behind something and all of a sudden people will come out of the woodwork to care about it so it seems like a pretty easy ask to do 100%. i don't know i don't know what else it would take really to 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 kind of get those rewards behind some of this and and like you said with the seasonal stuff now it just makes sense i don't do you do you feel like uh with the success of MDI now that, I mean, what what else do do we need to do then? I, I have this question a little bit later down in the notes. What else do we need to do as a community then to be supportive of this to help it to help it grow? I mean, I don't think I think it's two different worlds here, right? Like the MDI support is, is great, you know, <clears throat> follow the players, follow the casters, you know, buy mm -hmm. the toys that just came out in order mm -hmm. to help fund the That's program. Right. So, you know, and, and definitely watch the actual MDI cast itself and, you know, give feedback if needed, mm -hmm. whether it's bad, if it's bad feedback, you know, make it 
positive and, and, you know, critical, but positive. And if it's good feedback, leave that too. People like to hear that they're doing a good job or mm. whatever, um, whether it's the players, the casters, or even the, uh, the amazing staff behind the scenes at the NDI. But um, the problem is it, it is two different worlds. I mean, the success of the MDI will, won't directly impact what the mass people see in game. It could help some advertisement, right? I mean, if it's, if it's booming on Twitch and there's a lot of viewership and people are like, oh, you know, I've never heard of MDI and wow, oh, this looks fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, maybe I want to try some M plus mm -hmm. dungeons. Um, that's about as far as it goes, right? And, you know, what you see with these players being competitive and playing top times and whatnot is just doesn't translate in reality to live servers, unfortunately. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a different world. I mean, these are players that are tournament realms with completely balanced gears. They build their own gear sets. They practice together day in, day night, a day in, mm -hmm. day out. You know, they can grab any any race class faction combination they want at any time drop in any key in practice you know the reality of of the live service is just it's not the same so i mean to boost on live servers is the same low-hanging fruit that you guys that we all just mentioned i mean there's just so many easy ways to promote it i don't know why i don't know why it doesn't happen to be honest i actually just be curious to understand the reason why so you mentioned uh you know it it kind of easy to be critical of stuff sometimes uh but that's also good because when you care about something you want it to do well right and we and we like playing the game and obviously you're invested in mdi now with uh you know being able to be behind the desk there what what are some suggestions then that you that you would have to help maybe improve the the quality of the m plus system as we know it for live servers i mean well you know i won't beat a dead horse here we mentioned one already in terms of the kind of recognition and rewards it gives in order mm -hmm. to entice players yeah um, but but I, I i think the biggest thing would be i mean this it's a bit of an issue because the main thing i'm gonna say is dungeon slash class balance right i mean that that just sticks out you know really hardcore um to the community but i do mm -hmm. think that the issue is both community-based and blizzard dev team based blizzard dev team in terms of you know you know, wire prowler is doing 250k damage on reaping packs still like two months in, you know, like the thing mm -hmm. is this, this was found in alpha. I was one of the first people to discover that this build would be ridiculous in alpha, even when ignore pain wasn't there and then they got buffed and, you know, a bunch of people discovered it. And my buddy sense mm -hmm. discovered it to place prop warrior all day, all night. Um, so it was known, it was known that this was going to be a thing and it'd be doing a lot of damage. Um, and now it has, and you know, it, prop warriors have kind of become the new DK in the way that even guys that are trying to do more casual keys, and this is where the community fall comes in, guys that are trying to do just more casual keys that are to get their 10 done for a week, they have the achievements, they have the gear, they have the experience, are getting mm -hmm. rejected from groups because they're not playing the meta comp that they see guys yeah. that play 14 hours a day, Mythic mm -hmm. Plus on stream pushing 23 keys do, and like that's Great. just kind of ridiculous. So part of it is on Blizzard to, to try and cull these either a very undertuned or overtuned things to try and shape that you know not happening mm -hmm. but the other the other half of the onus is is on the community to stop being so kind of ridiculous about everything like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you, you're trying to do like a 12 for the week you don't need a 415 prop warrior trust me <laughs> but right, you do right. that <laughs> right. so they carry your undergeared butt through <laughs> uh, but uh you you mentioned a couple things there that i that i uh want to talk about for a second here um you know dk's were the hotness for a long time and and now uh prot warriors have kind of with some adjustments have kind of risen up a little bit do you think that every tank deserves their their day in the sun or do you think it's uh do you think it's 
it should be reasonable to expect a balanced environment where maybe you know a certain tank may, might be better for a certain dungeon but it's not just across the board um i mean i i would like to think everybody would love to have a more reasonable world where everything's competitive right but mm. unless they completely homogenize all the classes in this game there will always be disparity right um, mm -hmm. but the less disparity there is, the more, the less impactful it'll be on the community in terms of, I mean, it's hard to compare a prot warrior's damage to something like a guardian druid, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, how, how can you justify that? And the problem is there's no give and take. Um, there's no plus and minus. It's not like, oh, you know, the priority is a lot of damage, but they're super squishy. Like they're not right. They're, mm -hmm. they're rocks. They're really mm -hmm. hard to kill. Um, I mean, I would love to live in a world where we have a, as perfect balance as we can and in an n plus tanking i'll stick to tanking for a second you know that's what i do um <laughs> you know i would love you know like right now like prop paladins are really good in m plus prop warriors are obviously very good blood decays are still okay they're fine you can get by monks are still solid in their own sense and then you kind of have the two lower tiers of dh and guardian um mm. all can be played and all are viable everyone's favorite word viable um mm. but there are certainly are some tiers of tanks and and the biggest issue and it will continue to be an issue forever unless it changes is that as long as um, PVE balance is done around the entirety of the PVE game, including mm -hmm. um, well, all sources, rating but and, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. most more specifically rating versus mythic dungeon running and obviously other sources like, you know, you can't have crazy outliers and like world PVP and M plus abuse and oh, sorry, M plus a world quest abuse. I know those are smaller things, but Blizzard still needs mm -hmm. to consider them. Um, but really rating versus dungeons is the biggest issue. And as long as they keep trying to balance between both of them, there will always be some kind of ridiculous imbalance in one or the other because of one or the other. Um, so until, and they won't, and I'll tell you why they won't, but until they do consider sharding, like two different balances for the two parts of the game, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. always going to get this. Like next year, it'll just be, they'll, it's quite obvious they're more than likely going to nerf the Prot Warrior T clap trait. And then mm -hmm. some other, you know, like Paladin, maybe it'll be the best then. And like it'll just keep cycling and mm -hmm. cycling, as you guys are saying. Um, but the reason they won't do it is because they don't want to shard their game. And it's one of the reasons why they were so hesitant and took them so long and they didn't like it. And I don't, I guess they still kind of do it now a bit, but like, you know, how PvP has their own templates and didn't yeah. Legion. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They want to do that as little as possible because they don't want you to feel like you're playing five different games in one. You know, mm -hmm. um, which I understand from their perspective. Mm -hmm. But as long as that concept exists and they refuse to separate, you know, a rating template from a, a mythic dungeon plus template, then we're always going to have this kind of imbalance. Like it's, it's just literally impossible to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, there's only so much you can do with the talent system, and then and then you throw in the artifact traits on top of that. I mean, you can go in. And at least with talents, we can swap those out, you know, on a whim. But, mm -hmm. but when, you know, I guess with the artifact traits and then just the, like you're saying, the way that the dungeons fundamentally work, you know, the way that, that it's, uh, you know, you can, the way that the trash works and the, you know, the, the burn strategies and it's just way different than a raid environment. I don't, I don't think that that can be balanced against raiding. Right. And like you said, I don't think they're going to do that. That would just, that, that would. It's it's hard enough to do things as it, as it is right now, and I don't think separating those two is going to be helpful because most people dip their toe into each rather than just one or the other. And I think driving a wedge into that is just it's probably not going to be, I guess, <laughs> helpful for the for the big picture. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of doing it with releasing Crucible during the MDI. <laughs> That's going to be a what? Fun. 
that that's interesting uh <laughs> i don't know uh do you, what's what's your opinion on that uh, well i mean <laughs> as somebody working the mti literally <laughs> and gm of a hardcore progression uh, it's it's definitely a huge pain in the butt um okay. i can totally i'm sure i'm sure they didn't sit around the office being like ah ha, ha, let's screw everyone over <laughs> um I, th I think what happens is because this is like a, a 0.5er raid you know kind of like a between yeah. two major tiers yeah like the like you know obviously the ashar raid is not going to come out during any form of competitive mdi or anything like that um no you think and, 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 yeah it's true true we'll see. <laughs> um but at some point they obviously needed to you know shove this raid in there somewhere so in their eyes they're mm -hmm. probably like look it's a, it's a big, important raid in terms of lore, and these bosses are meant to be pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's two bosses. You know, what yeah. I mean? like it's not, yeah. it's not, it's uh -huh. not the big Kahuna of tiers. So they probably just had to cut their losses and like had no other choice. I'd assume. How long does the MDI season go on for? Six weeks this time, and then six weeks, and then global finals. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you look at the timeline, you you couldn't hold this raid for another month and a half or more, right? No. People are done with BOD already. Like, I know uh, there's a lot of us that are still casually progressing through it at, at whatever level it is. But but for for most of the player base, like once you can get through it on LFR and once it's been mythically cleared and farmed, like then most people are clapping their hands out, you know, like, OK, next, you know, so yeah, no, and you sure. tell people, nope, two more months because we have this mythic thing going, mythic dungeon thing going on over. That's that's just not going to fly. So I kind of understand it, but it, it also just, you know. I guess from from whatever perspective you're sitting at, like you like you are like you said leading a progression guild as well as mm -hmm. you know having a hand in the MDI stuff. It's it just feel a little funny, but I don't know. I don't know how else they could do it really. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. I'm sure it wasn't a malicious choice. I sure I'm sure it was just kind of like just unlucky timing. Their hands were tied. Yeah, just, just timing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's take a second to talk about actually actually as players and uh you know people who are wanting to get involved with mm. M plus or or somebody who isn't entirely sure daryl do you want to yeah take so, next one? so i'll admit i'm i don't do mythic pluses that often i'm i'm actually intimidated by them so this is actually i know rob did up the questions here and he typed me uh, put my color for me to ask this one which is very fitting <laughs> um but yeah, like I'm intimidated and part of that reason I'm intimidated by them is we don't have a consistent group that runs. I usually play later in the evening and um, usually the only person I see on and it's not even every night is Rob. Um, so we don't we don't have, uh, you know, a lot of late night players in our in our group except for raid night. And that's only one night a week. Um, uh -huh. So I don't have a consistent group. But what are some tricks that could help me get more into it like what are some things that i might not know that could make uh mythic plus easier for me like i know he's got listed here like invisible potions um skipping trash like is it just a matter of doing it to to learn this stuff like where do i start to get more comfortable running mythic plus because i don't want to go into it going you know being the guy that it causes the group to fail basically right it's it's i have that fear i don't know why i shouldn't but i do yeah no that's fair um I mean, at its core, it's like 
every other PvE thing you've done in this video game. It's not super unique and tough concept to grasp. It's just like raiding, you know, you practice mm -hmm. it, you mm -hmm. learn it, you get experience, and you go. In terms of the small tips and tricks, some of that comes with experience, some of that might just come with somebody who's experienced in the group you're running with and go, you know, they say, hey, you know, this is when we usually do this. And I think part of it is just finding a good group of people to run with that you feel comfortable and trust because, I mean, you guys know as well as I do, there's a ton of toxicity out there. Um, and unless you're somebody with, you know, a lot of backing and experience and reputation already, I can un totally understand uh -huh. that it's intimidating to go in one of these groups and then you get a douchebag in your group and he yells at you because you failed and that's, uh -huh. that's it. You never want to run it again. But, um, there is definitely a bit of work you can do in terms of, you know, research. There's guides on Wowhead, you know, there's method mm -hmm. dungeon tools, which is really nice in terms of being able to plan your route and understand the percentages and the pulls. And mm -hmm. just a lot of resources out there in terms of streams and, and videos and YouTubes that you can check out. So there's certainly research you could do ahead of time. But at, at the end of it all, it really just comes down to your experience running it, getting comfortable with it, hopefully finding some good people to run it with, and then just going from there. I know that uh, you mentioned this earlier, the like the radar.io tool. Do you do you feel like that's uh, is that better or worse for the community? Um, I mean, it was it's, it's always bound to happen. The, the, the community has been <laughs> it's it's the new EPIN, right? <laughs> right. The the community has been numerically obsessed to an increasing fashion since man, as far as I can remember. I mean, stretching mm -hmm. back to you know Wrath of the Lich King gear score, right? Everyone makes mm -hmm, fun of mm -hmm. I level now, but like. You know, mm -hmm. if it's if it wasn't Raider IO, it would be something else or someone else in some form to measure your yeah. There's a progression. Or, yeah, um, link a AOTC, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and, I, and I know the Raider IO guys, and and I think they do a fantastic job, and it's a great site. I do think there are some shortcomings with the way they score, but the problem is it's not their fault or their blessing or uh, you know, it's 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 not to do with anything. They just provide a tool, um, a good one that somebody else would provide if not and once again we just kind of return back to the whole community mentality thing right i mean it's mm -hmm. it's both it's both a kiss and a curse so to speak it's nice to be able to you know measure how well you're doing and, and show your accomplishments and bragging rights and it feels good and i spent mm -hmm. time and it's paying off but on the flip side you know there's people who refuse <laughs> refuse to take you to their group because you don't have a certain score mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you haven't done it on this alt or something like that so it's just it's kind of up to the user to dictate and unfortunately more often than not you're going to see negativity come out of it with a lot of people do you recommend for somebody who like daryl saying isn't entirely super comfortable with running them uh i'm a little more open to pugging and doing whatever um but do you do you recommend you said you know try to run with a group but would you use the group finder tool or or, or pug it or do you think that's more more prone to turn somebody off to it um, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I won't lie. I can't really speak too much from experience, you know, um, mm -hmm. because usually I reach in my own community or on stream or I have guild mates or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but actually about two, three weeks ago, uh, I think it was three weeks ago, uh, I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pug some random M plus and I just did it on stream and I joined completely random mm -hmm. pugs and they were fine. Um, you know, tens, elevens, twelves, thirteens, and they were fine and we did well and nobody rage quit. Nobody was yeah, no, you to be fair though. You're as a tank, you're kind of leading the group, right? So you're right. You, sure. You have a bit of an advantage there. Um, well, like, advantage and disadvantage, right? If you're a tank who didn't know what they were doing, then mm -hmm. all eyes on you. Um, mm -hmm. but so, I mean, it's look, it's, I, I can't say I a hundred percent recommend it or don't because it's, it's a coin for 
uh, coin flip and a bit of a crapshoot, right? I mean, I could say, yeah, yeah. Daryl, go yeah. ahead and try it. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you crap out and all of a sudden it's, you actually get four douchebags in your group and you're like, salute lag to me. I'm never using this. Um, <laughs> or so, so, I don't know. I'm not going to throw them under the bus or you can go in with a guild run and not even get the first boss down because, because <laughs> everybody, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but you know what? Like that's, that's, that's fine though right i mean mm -hmm. then you're at least you're with people you know and you're like you're all patient and you can improve and, and try mm -hmm. it again right um but i mean it's just you know wow group finder is no more safe than posting some opinion on twitter and getting pooped on by mean people and and you know yeah, yeah. um praised by nice people so yeah uh hooky in chat says I mean, this is kind of one of the things that we've kind of preached throughout the years uh you know knowing being unsurprised helps know knowing your trash knowing your interrupts knowing your cooldowns knowing the bosses there's a there's a there's a certain amount of like due diligence on you as a player mm -hmm. to know the fights and to know what to expect um and, uh, and i know that salute mentioned the uh the method dungeon uh the add-on that will kind of give you the a lot of the the routes and the percentages of trash and stuff like that so i think like there you have to know where a little bit about what you're doing but uh, i mean i guess that's what that's what lower keys are for right like if you're wanting to just kind of get your bearings or get in and get it and learn something or you know we we've, we've got ron he helps us that a lot with a lot of these he knows where to skirt things and where to you know where to it try to get cloak shadows or you know all these all these scenarios if you if you have one person that's patient that's willing to kind of give you some guidance that that makes a huge difference yeah i mean and that's just that like i think there's a lot of pressure to especially people who don't run it often or run it more casually to just think like oh my god i have to do a 10 right away mm -hmm. um you know that's the best for the week and i mean just th there's a reason that there's easier and easier levels before a plus 10 right i mean mm -hmm. that's why they're there it's like the baseline Otherwise key though right like anytime somebody says it like well i gotta do my 10 right and it's like ten, yeah 10 the baseline for your best chest for the week but i mean like it's just that doesn't mean that's what you have to do right yeah, that's, that's yeah. Learn. yeah i know i uh i have a, i think i have a 10 shrine this week and i was looking at the affixes on it and i i don't know you could put any affix in there and i would probably be intimidated but for some reason i was looking at it this week and i was like oh god no i don't want to do that <laughs> but it's probably not even that bad what is it it's like bolstering and fortified or something like that and i was like i don't want to do that yeah there's some weeks that people just completely vacation on which i guess is a do problem you... in itself but yeah so so are are some of the affixes so bad that do you feel like it would be it might be a good idea for Blizzard to uh, revisit some of these and go, man, these these aren't working out like we want, or or is it good to just have that that pool of different options that to throw at the players? Um, I think okay, I definitely think there's a did slash removed in um, like it's hard compared to unge. Uh, or an approach that you don't usually do, you know, because most complaints I see are things like, I can't mass pull the dungeon anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's literally the point of mm -hmm. some of these affixes mm -hmm. to prevent you from just pulling all the trash on top mm -hmm. of the boss and killing everything. You know, and some people, I mean, some of the arguments are basically just like, I don't like M plus, and I'm like, okay, well, this is a greater. <laughs> um, so some of them are definitely meant to be challenging and, and, 
I think as long as you can outplay them with good play, then there's no excuse for complaining, right? You might not like the affix, mm-hmm. but he's doing his job. So, you know, bolstering is a good example. Yeah, bolstering is limited, but it just means that, you know, use your brain. And if there's something with triple the amount of health of everything else, you know, DPS that down first and then cleave mm-hmm. everything together to kill it at the same mm-hmm. time kind of thing. Um, I think the issue starts to hit when it's kind of out of your control or it's a bit too limited. Um, you know, bursting is a good example just because of the tuning. Um, and Grievous has been looked at like 18 times already as expansion. But yeah, no, I get it. I get bursting is meant to, you know, don't pull the whole dungeon at once. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's a bit over the top and you can only do like three mobs at once for some people, especially if yeah. you're not in like a, a trained group of coordinated CDs, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think some of them definitely need to be looked at. Um, but just in general, I think, you know, there's a concept that Morgan Day uh, kind of he kind of He's one of the, he's the lead dev of WoW, one of the lead devs of WoW. Um, kind of basically took Ian's old spot as Ian, um, and he M plus is his jam. That's what he does. Like he helps design a lot of these dungeons, and you know he mentioned to me at Gamescom two years ago. You know one of the concepts of behind these M plus dungeons, especially going to BFA, was to look at more like this kiss curse kind of thing. You know the concept of having affixes that both affect you negatively and positively, or one at the mm-hmm. cost of the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the example he gave was that there was, you know, the lower health you are, the more damage and healing you in the mm-hmm. dungeon. Um, and, you know, just that kind of concept is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then, you know, people started brainstorming. It's like, oh, what if you had explosive orbs, and if you kill an explosive orb, you get, you know, like a small haste buff or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just this kind of stuff you can play with that good players can take advantage of. Um, but we never saw the light of day on that, so um, I definitely think affixes could be made a lot more interesting and fun and privy to good groups and strategies rather than mm-hmm. just all seen as negative because people are starting to kind of just groan to a lot of weeks unless they're e-push weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like uh, the what's the new one, Reaping? How do you, do you like that one? Oh, yeah, Reaping. Reaping's way better than Infested. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun because you see big numbers everywhere. And it's not... Yeah. It's not uh, it has opened up trash again to be less limiting of just, you know, because Infested was very limited in terms of just being able to pull mass packs. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of CC kind of pussyfooting around. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. it's, it's it's quite quite nice so far. Yeah, I like uh, doing some hierarchies last week, and uh, that was my first time getting a look at reaping, and that was pretty fun. That just, like, if you're not paying attention, it can it can sneak up on you there pretty quick. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's start winding it down here. I know that uh, it's getting late there for you, and you uh, you're on the I think you rate on the EU side of, of things, so you tend to be up a little bit earlier, huh? I do. Um, Daryl, I got another. There's one other question there. If you want to hit that one up, and I think we can we can finish it up here. Oh sure. Um, so now that you are a veteran caster, uh, is there any kind of behind the curtain information you can give us on the uh, MDI? That you're allowed to <laughs> well, <laughs> exclusive in, 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 information about what? Because that's a just a fairly open-ended question. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what well, what would we not see? What would we not yeah. know? Like as a, as a consumer, maybe that that going into that, where you're like, wow, this is really cool. Or um, I think there's uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of underestimation about how much work goes in behind the scenes uh, in terms of kind of getting all the gears to turn. Um, honestly, how how to heart 
all of the feedback that ever given mm-hmm. you know about about the UI some people hate the MDI UI it's they've been proven you know the rules of the MDI how the casters are doing how the production's doing i mean all of that feedback comes in and even things like um you know i mean let's let's just you know let's just call it what it is you know if there's a bug that happens in a dungeon and they've happened and they're going to happen, you know, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the curses of, you know, P race, like you're, mm-hmm. you're at the mercy of, of designer mm-hmm. bugs and stuff. You know, they're, they're very critical about it and they're always super, super fair about the teams. I mean, I don't know how many backstage discussions we've had when any drama is about a, a bug happening. This warrants, you know, the infamous memes of remaking the dungeon and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like a lot of attention are paid to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the biggest thing that some people don't realize is these are these are human beings, hardworking human beings kind of behind the scenes here. And mm-hmm. I think people tend to kind of lose sight of that when they get frustrated if a team gets, you know, something bad happens to the team they're cheering for. They get you know, disqualified. They, the other team cheats or a bug happens. You know, some of the, some of the people on the Internet kind of don't remember that fact. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like I mean, in, in this age we're yeah. going up against we're going up against like Overwatch League and stuff who's getting a super... I feel like the production value and a lot of what's going on there is just really, really high. Then I don't know. Do you feel like it's hard to kind of go up against that? Um, I mean, honestly, I've never really compared MDI to anything else for a couple of reasons. One, it's just, I mean, it's growing now and it was, but it's still kind of it's a quite junior program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so unique, right? You don't have any other esport that's pevp it's all pvp right overwatch is on team arena wow arena is team on team like everything's pvp so it's really a very unique situation that that we're in and quite an awesome one um so as a result i don't see it as you know like oh my god like at league of legends viewership versus mdi like it's just such a different beast altogether um and and from every aspect you know from the production backstage to what is important to show on the ui you know what is it what is important to talk about as a caster etc uh, etc et it's it's not as easy as just calling the big plays because for a lot of you know esports things it's easy for somebody to tune in maybe that's doesn't really understand how the game works and just see a team on a, a team versus a team you know and say like oh i, I kind of get what's going on the teams are killing uh-huh. each other but here excuse me here you need some kind of education on it you know you join in and they're not really facing each other and there's a big tree evil tree boss in front of them and they don't get it right they're like mm-hmm. i don't like why is this dangerous so that's why a lot of the time when we're casting jack and i and well, all of us you know you see a lot of obviously the vets that know the dungeons that watch the streams that have seen this before they're like oh my god like you know salute salute or, or whoever again explaining like Oakheart in <laughs> Oakheart yeah, and Darkheart. Uh-huh. Think we've we've heard this a million times, but yeah. you have to because honestly, the, the yeah. vast majority of the audience has never seen this before. They don't understand what's going right, so they have to be on it mm-hmm. so they they can part they can enjoy watching through knowledge. So you're having to treat every single run like brand new information for some people, then, huh? Yeah, I mean, one of the and not not just the MDI, but like one of the one of the most important like streaming and stuff is. Um, you know, people look at viewership numbers for if you're a streamer, obviously the AI, like everything, um, and they seem that everybody has a very large lapse in judgment. That you know, if you have a thousand people watching, the thousand people that and let's say you stream for twelve hours or whatever, mm-hmm. the thousand people that started watching at the end of the stream are not the same thousand people by the end of the stream. Yeah, and one of the yeah. most important thing in esports casting and streaming is the magic number is the sum 
that every 20 minutes, there's a substantial enough change that you're iterate information. Mm-hmm. So of course, somebody that's very dedicated to the MDI, for instance, right? Like they watch, let's say they watch the first week, they see, oh, I don't know, Atal Dazar 15 times, right? If they mm-hmm. watch every single cast and every single caster casted, they're gonna be like, oh my God, why do these stupid casters keep saying like the same mm-hmm. basic information? Right. I've already heard yeah, it. It's like, yeah. yeah, but the other 90% of the people haven't, right? So mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, cool. and in for and I guess as a streamer, you're you're probably used to getting the same questions over and over and over and over, and you have to be able to to deliver those answers and turn that into some sort of you know turn it around for people in a in a positive manner where it's you know not you're you're not crapping on the people that are potentially supporting you. But yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think Daryl, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. I, I keep coming up with more questions in my head, but uh, but I think we'll we'll go ahead and cut it <laughs> off here, man. I, I mean, talking shop is just fun, and and uh, so I you're just, you're just knowledgeable, so it's really good to uh, have these conversations. So, all right. Well, if you guys haven't already, make sure you come and join the official Training Dummies Discord server at discord.me/ttd. It is the best best way to keep in touch and get real-time interaction with us and our community, as well as the awesome guests like Sloot that you've heard here on the show. That's discord.me slash TTD. And since we are streaming our shows live, we should probably update this script. Yeah. It's Maybe. not a script. I'm saying this. I'm saying yeah, this right now. Uh, head over to twitch.tv slash the training demo. You give us a follow so you know when we fire the stream. It seems fate has brought us together. You have my gratitude. <laughs> we make a great team. <sighs> I'm sure glad you're around. Well, if it ain't my favorite person. You have your uses, don't you? You have quite a talent there. Together, our victory is assured. Good enough. So it's a couple months away, but I have tickets to see Rob Bass on May 17th. That's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, do you got a uh, shout out to see me? Uh, uh, our Ray team, definitely. For uh, We finally got our, our normal Jaina kill, and that was super fun. A really good time uh, getting through that. We kind of took us a few wipes and uh, you know some some regulars showing up and missing raids. So we kind of got everything fun and cycled through and got that. So huge grats to uh, had one job raid team for uh, for our kill, uh, Daryl. Definitely to you for for holding down the fort and and uh, staying on top of those warlock deeps. Appreciate that. <laughs> Even after you got nerfed, you're doing good. Uh, and Salute, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you you uh, taking some time out of your schedule to come and hang out with us. I'm glad we got this in before the uh, MDI got fired back up again. No, for sure. I appreciate it a lot, guys. It was definitely a nice end of night chill thing to do. Right on, man. Uh, Daryl, what do you have for shout-outs? Uh, pretty much what you had. Uh, the raid team, of course. You know, we did. Uh, we finally got our Jaina kill in, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um it went well. It was really good. Good job, everyone. And uh, Rob, uh, shout out for uh, setting this one up and finding a great guest again. It's awesome. And uh, salute. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll have to do this sooner than uh, three years the next time. <laughs> you got it, man. Maybe I'll have my own kid by then. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll right. be the uh, Warcraft parenting podcast. Right there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any shout outs this evening? Oh, I mean, uh, shout out to you guys for killing that normal jail. Finally here. Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean just you know everyone, everyone that supports the MDI watches the stream. Yeah, just the whole the whole WoW community, the whole positive aspect. <laughs> mm, yeah. All right. Well, before we put a nail in this one, salute. Where can people reach you or find you if they have any more questions about this topic or anything else? 
uh, best two places are your Twitter at Slootbag or, of course, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Sloot. All right. Uh, that wraps up episode 237 of The Training Dummies. You can find this and past episodes of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and thetrainingdummies.com. And remember, we are all just jackasses with mics. So until next time. It's advice you can trust. From people you shouldn't. So forget what I said before. Now is when things are getting weird. Oh, a fan, huh? Who can blame you? (laughs) Thanks for all the love and support. At patreon.com slash training dummies. Perhaps you require more training. Dummies. Uther. I'm not dignifying that with a response. Look, there's a little note. Patreon.com slash training dummies. Has not been evaluated by the FDA. Please do not operate large machinery or mythical creatures after healing. Side effects may include nausea, dimensional displacement, stomach irritation, and sentient discharges. Always consult a doctor before using patreon.com slash training dummies. Was that not enough jokes? Were you not entertained?